So, practicing can definitely be a struggle. And I hear you, I hear you, because I struggle too. So these are some of the common struggles that we have practicing. And this is also to do with the pandemic. So, and as things start to open up and things get more back to normal, there, there are some of these that won't be as applicable, but there's a lot of these that will, because sometimes it's just a general motivation that we need, a general kick in the butt. So in this podcast, I'm talking to you about some of the struggles that we have worth practicing and some tips that can help with those struggles. Welcome to Behind the Red Curtain, where we talk about productivity, practice, performance techniques, overcoming stage fright and performance anxiety, and living your happiest and best life. I'm Chelsea Hart Melcher. I'm an opera singer that built a school of music with my husband, Paul, from scratch. In addition to performing, I focus on sharing my education and experience with students hungry to learn and grow. I'm super passionate about helping performers manage their anxiety, work through the negative self-talk, and grow in confidence. there, Chelsea Melcher here with Red School of Music. Today we're going to talk about the struggles of practicing during a pandemic and then some tips that might help you get through it. If this is your first time watching, my name is Chelsea Melcher and my husband and I, Paul, are co-founders of the Red School of Music. We are both professional performers and we'd like to bring our experience to students that are hungry for education in the performing arts as well. And in hearing from me in a lot of these different topics and subjects, I just want you to know that Paul is often the brains behind them. We have a lot of discussions together and he has amazing ideas and amazing insight to bring to the table. We discuss it, we talk about it, and then I am the person that delivers the messages to you. So as you know, we have a lot of changes going on in the world right now. There's drastically been some dramatic effects that have, have been through with things canceling, things being pushed back, especially for those in the performing arts, whether you're a professional musician or whether you're a student musician or student performer, things are definitely different. And I have seen firsthand in lessons the motivation and the discipline, the self-discipline, not in everybody, but overall has really started to plummet and there's been quite a bit of struggles. So that was part of the inspiration I had for making this video. So one of the struggles that I've noticed is that I hear people say, well, I really don't have any motivation right now because of everything that's being canceled. So I'm just gonna wait till things go back to normal. So the problem with that is we don't know when things are going to go back to normal. And what does that normal even mean? I mean, is anything gonna go back to exactly the way it was? Maybe, maybe not. But this could be a long time that we're talking about and a long time that you could be doing things and really working on your personal development and getting better that you're not. And, and so the problem is, is that the longer that you let yourself be in a rut, and we can call it a rut, whatever it is, the harder that it's going to be to get back out. And people will think, oh, well, things will go back to normal and I'll just, I'll become a better person then. But the problem is that you're creating habits right now that are going to be programmed. And it's going to be so hard to program those in a different way once things start to evolve and go back to normal. And it seems to be a slow shift to a slow evolution. It's not just like, bam, you wake up, everything's open, you can go everywhere. There's no kind of 
problems or concerns. And so just be aware of that as well. Some people will think, well, maybe somebody will come along and help me out of this rut that I'm in. Here's a news flash. Nobody is going to help you get out of this rut except for yourself. Everyone has things that they're struggling with, that they're working on. And so you, it is time for you to take charge of your self-motivation, your discipline, and not put anything, any pressure on anybody else. It's all you. You are in charge of your happiness. You are in charge of how you react to things. That is what we can control. There's a lot in this world that we cannot control with this pandemic, right? We cannot control when things open. We cannot control um, certain groups and gatherings and things being canceled, things still going on, but you can control how you respond to things. So let that be your first motivation. I find that a lot of people that are involved in exercise, daily exercise, they are the best practicers and the best at staying motivated. Because when you think about exercise, it's also to do with practicing. Exercise, you're working your muscles. Do you feel like doing it every day? Uh, no. Right now, I am waking up in the mornings and I like to go running and it's wonderful for me. There's a point where I absolutely hated running, but right now I'm actually really enjoying it because I think it's kind of me time. I get to clear my head. Usually I listen to a podcast or some music, but do I feel like running in the morning? Uh, no. If I ran only when I felt like it, then I would probably be only running about one to 2% of the time that I actually do. It's, I think about how am I going to feel after I complete this run? I'm gonna have more energy for the rest of the day. I'm gonna be a better person because I'm gonna have more patience, I'm gonna have more focus and I'm happier and I have more dopamine, I have more adrenaline and I know that I'm being a healthy person by going on a run in the morning. So overall, when I'm done with my run, I feel so great for the whole rest of the day. And so it's not about, do I feel like it? Mm -mm, that doesn't work. And so when you think about practicing in the same way, do I feel like practicing? No, most of the time not. For whatever reason, sometimes we just dread or drudge through the things that we know that are good for us. But singing or practicing your instrument is also like working a muscle. Well, singing is working a muscle because of your, your vocal folds, but, um, but it's also in the same way, developing that same sort of discipline and so if you practice, after you're done practicing, how do you feel? Usually more accomplished, usually more confident because you probably figured something out. Uh, usually like you're getting more things done. And so in general, you would probably feel better after you practice. I always do. And I know that there are some days that are frustrating and we just can't figure something out or we're just working through it and the outside stresses of our life are affecting how we're singing or how we're performing or how we're doing our practice. Of course, there are those days, but in general, we love how we feel after. Another struggle that I heard from you guys when I posted this on the stories, we were trying to figure out what is everyone struggling with as far as practicing and motivation. Another thing that was brought up was practicing with no performance in sight. So that is a great one. That is a, a very, very tricky one as well. So first off, you can think about what are the things that you've always wanted to do that you've never had the time to do. So for me, I can think about, well, I've always wanted to learn maybe 
a couple more French pieces or maybe this Italian piece or I want to just crank through this musical theater book and learn every single song in it and be able to sing everything. All of those things that there are performances that usually get in the way of me being able to do my personal goals for music because I'm like, okay, well, I got to learn this symphony or yes, I have to learn this aria because of blah, blah, blah concert coming up. But if there's nothing coming up, there's nothing that's standing in your way for that. So the world is your oyster, meaning you can figure out, okay, what is something you've always wanted to do, something you've always wanted to work on? Now is the time that you can do it. And when you think about it, this quarantine, and this pandemic is not going to last forever. It's not. And when we come out of this, there's going to be opportunities again. And then when you come out of this, do you want to come out of this having a bunch of pieces learned and ready to go? Or do you want to come out of it being like, oh, well, I guess I should start practicing now. No, you want to be ready to go. Plus, the world is very competitive, right? If you're not practicing during quarantine, guess what? Somebody else is. And when it comes down to who gets the gig or who gets to be asked to do something, it's gonna be them because they're the ones that are working really, really hard. So just keep that in mind as you do things. And then how cool would it be to just put a, a goal for yourself? Like I wanna learn 10 pieces of music in a couple weeks, or I wanna learn a new song a day, or I wanna learn a new song a week, whatever it is for you, this is your chance to be able to do that. And you can set things in your calendar and you can, it's, it's very hard to be self-motivated to practice, right? But if it becomes a part of your routine, like I go and I practice every day right before dinner or right after dinner, and maybe it's in your calendar, your Google calendar, and then you set an alarm for it. So then your phone will be like, boop, time to practice. There are also a lot of apps for that too, but there are a lot of ways that you can remind yourself and hold yourself accountable to practice. And then afterwards you feel so much better and it's a part of your routine. So it's not like, oh, I have to make all this extra time to do blah, 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 blah. It's already part of your routine and your normalcy. You can create your own normalcy right now with how you conduct your life and how you structure your day. You can be in charge of structuring your day. Of course, kids can get in the way. I experience this a lot, but for the most part, especially for those of you that don't have kids or that you're still students, you're in charge of how you structure your day. So you can put in this type of thing or you can wake up and practice first thing in the morning. Uh, so Paul, he will get up at sometimes five in the morning and just brrr, compose a bunch of pieces. Sometimes he'll compose two pieces a week. And he has babies that wake up in the middle of the night and he has toddlers that take all of his attention during the day when he's not at work. And so that's how, that's how you get things done, you guys. That's how it's done. Before we go further, please listen to this brief message. Hey there. I know what you might be feeling right now. You might be overwhelmed by the competition or the uncertainty of your future. I mean, the world is going through so much right now. Everything keeps changing. You're forced to have to adapt in so many ways, ways that you didn't even anticipate that you'd have to ad adapt it. There's so much pressure, stiff competition, people that you have direct competition with might be your best friends. They might be your roommates. And so <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And you might you might not know exactly where you fit in, in this whole retrospect of things or in life in general, or 
Who can you even trust? I mean, seriously, who can you even trust? And you, you had a routine and a schedule. And then all of a sudden it's like the rug is pulled out from underneath you and you're just trying to find your grounding. I am right there with you because that's what my life was like just a few years ago. Exactly what it was like. Now I've really found my purpose, my, my feeling of being an individual, my feeling of being unique, valued, strong, confident. And these are things I learned the hard way. I just wish that I could have had, I had mentors in high school, but I wish that I could have had somebody when I was in college and my grad programs and even my PD program that I could have just heard from, just really been inspired by every single week or even every single day and that they understood where I was in my life. They, they understood my, my struggles and the things that I were, was going through and you know, however ugly those struggles are and just, just to be really a sense of inspiration and support in my life. And I want to be that for you. I've started by creating a resource for you that's free And it's going to help you start to gain your focus, going to feel more confident and stop caring so much about what everyone else thinks. So I've done it in two ways because I know you're busy and I know some of you like to listen to audio, especially if you're, when you're walking, others of you like to be reading. And so there's both an audio and a PDF guide, and it's called five steps to get your mind off the opinions of others. Look, I know you're feeling super overwhelmed. Midterms are coming up or maybe they already came up or the end of the semester. But I promise you, you can apply these techniques to not only your performing and auditioning, although that's what it's the main intention is. It's, It's about getting your mind off the opinions of others when you're singing. So this is for for when you're performing, you're doing your juries, you're doing your auditions everything like that. But you can also apply so many of these techniques to other aspects of your life. So here you go. All you have to do is you go to stopcaringwhatthethink.com and you get to download. It's a free and you can download a free PDF or a free audio. Oh, and by the way, don't forget, you're awesome. You're beautiful. You're strong, you're confident, and you can do anything. Now, back to the show. Also, with on the aspect of practicing with no performance in sight, you can actually create your own performance. So the wonderful thing about the world nowadays is that you have IDTV, you have Facebook Live, you have YouTube, you have all of these wonderful platforms where you can expose yourself to the world and your music to the world and your musicianship to the world. And we've never really had that before. So it's actually an amazing gift. So you don't have to have some kind of contract to be like, oh, this is when you're performing. No, you can be like, all right, I am going to do and a Facebook Live or Instagram Live or um, IGTV. And I'm going to do one of these on, you know, make a date for yourself and say it's 60 days from now, 30 days from now, or next week. 
and then say, this is the, the pieces that I'm going to do, or I'm going to record one piece. However you want to structure your goals, you can, but then you have accountability and you have, and you can put it in your calendar. I'm going to go Facebook live on this day. And you can even tell somebody because when you tell somebody, you kind of have accountability that way as well, because you told somebody and they're like, oh, weren't you going to go live? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to. And so you can create all of these performances for yourself. You can go live, you can do IGTV every week if you wanted to, and you can just get all of these, crank all of these pieces out and record yourself or find friends that are able to help you with the other elements if there's collaboration involved, and you're able to accomplish so many things during this time that you wouldn't really have time for. And it's a really self-development. You're developing your musicianship, you're developing your personality, and you're exposing your wonderful skills to the world. That's wonderful. Another struggle that I've seen is people say, well, I don't know how to practice. So first off, I actually touch on this in another one of my videos. So we're providing a link for you to that one video where I go really in depth into the method of chunking. That's the method that I like to teach for practice styles. Um, but I'll just give you a little overview. If you don't know how to practice, singing through your pieces or playing through your pieces is not enough. And it's not going to get you where you want to go. And you might you might get a little bit better, but the level at which you get better is going to be very, very slow because it's not effective. So the chunking method is basically you're taking something in isolation. And so say, for example, I had a lesson with my teacher. Now, always record your lessons, by the way, because you get, okay, I'm going to go on a little rant. You get like seven lessons within one lesson of recording. So if I go and I have a lesson, I record it. And then what I take in in, in ingest in my brain in that lesson is only a small fraction of what my teacher actually gave me. And sometimes it takes me time to process things and then come back and be able to do it. So you can't just depend on the lesson itself for everything that you need. Sometimes, I mean, studies show that sometimes it takes seven times to hear something, to really process, to really learn it and to really feel like it's part of your knowledge. So a lot of times what I'll do is if I go have a lesson or a coaching somewhere, I record it and then maybe a week later or a few days later, I listen to it again. And all of a sudden, brrrp, like five new things pop up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally didn't remember that or I, oh, I didn't realize that. And so it really helps to reinforce that. And so listening to that over and over and over, is the best way, the first way that you can really make some good progress. And that's how you can practice just listening. It's almost like you're having a lesson every day. You listen to the recording and you remember the things that your teacher is saying. Then after that, I recommend the chunking method. The chunking method is taking something in isolation. So for example, if I'm working with my teacher and my teacher says, okay, you need to remember to take a breath there and then let's modify that vowel to E and we'll really release the air through to the next one. If I'm not doing that naturally, I need to take that in isolation and do it until it becomes natural. So I just take that one phrase that it is and I practice it over and over exactly the way that my teacher suggested. And then once it just comes naturally, I might take the phrase before that. And then I might take two phrases before that. And then if I somehow, if something changes and I'm not able to get to that point, then I can say, okay, I took too big of a chunk. I need to take a smaller chunk now and really keep working this in. It, there's a lot of training your brain, training your body of how you're reacting or how you're going about or how you're approaching these pieces. So in a nutshell, 
that is chunking method and that is the most effective way of practicing more so than just singing things through over and over. Now that can be helpful in some stances or for memorization, yes, of course. But as far as your personal progress, chunking. Another struggle that we hear about is well, in quarantine, I have no privacy. So a lot of times our students come into the studio, usually for their lessons, but if they're having an online lesson, there's family around, or maybe they have a sibling in the next room that's like making fun of them or something. Um, so I have a couple tips about that. So the first one is, <sighs> you gotta work through that. I know it's hard. I feel awkward singing in front or around of my family. And I remember when I was growing up and I would be practicing, I would feel awkward too. However, especially if you're working on being a stronger performer, this is really great practice for you to kind of step out of those insecurities and just be like, hey, whatever comes out, comes out. And I'm just working on my song right here. I'm working on this phrase right here and I don't care what you think about it. And so the first step is to just start working on caring less a little bit about what people think. And then the second one is that there are ways that you can be discreet. So you can sing more in the shower and you can't really hear if anybody's saying anything. And so that's another way you could also, there's basements, there's garages, there's outside for some people, you might live out in the country and you can go outside or some people will even practice in their closets and or sing into pillows or things like that. If you're really concerned about something or if you need to be quiet in the house for a reason and that is another option for you. And then the third tip that I have for having no privacy is that you can still also do mental practice. Mental practice is so effective. So for example, mental practice, you can do work on your language. You can speak through your text. You can work on memorization when you don't even have to make any noise. You could just look at that. You could close the book, try to speak it. And you can work on listening. So sometimes it, it's helpful to whatever piece that you're working on to listen to a bunch of other people, maybe on YouTube that are singing it or performing it and then kind of taking in their interpretation of it. What did you like? What did you not like? What did you notice about that? What is something that maybe you want to incorporate from somebody else? And so all of these things you can do and it's kind of like book work in a way. So it's not like you're like, Whoa! and you're singing really, really loud, but the, these are all things that you can do in your room by yourself and not making a whole lot of noise. So now this is the next one. The struggle is especially for parents with young students. So for young students, it's very hard to get them to practice on their own, right? Because some of them just don't have the behavioral capabilities or the cognitive capabilities of doing that. But what young children do is they look to you, their parents, for what is good, what is trustworthy, what they should be doing. You are their absolute role models. And so what you can do to help them is show in yourself meaning show that you have structure, that you have discipline throughout the day. And then it's not a matter of, oh, do you feel like practicing, Susie? It's like, oh, Susie, we can either practice before dinner today or we can practice uh, before we take our bath. 
and and then it gives them an option but they're still practicing at the end of the day sometimes we have parents that come to us and say oh well my daughter she really loved piano at first but then after we started to get into it it was really hard to get her to practice and she just doesn't love it anymore and yes that's normal and that is the point where we have to have a little bit more responsibility for the parents so giving giving the child option and children, well, humans in general, we love routines, right? We love structure, children especially. And so making it a part of their routine is gonna be the best thing that you can do for them and not making it an option. Because if you ask a kid what they wanna do, or if you say to the kid, oh, this is what you should do, sometimes they don't wanna do that just because you told them. But if it's just a part of their day, like this is when we brush our teeth, this is when we eat dinner, this is when we do this, this is when we take a walk, this is when we practice piano all of a sudden it's predictable and it's a part of their routine and they're they're able to lean into that trust and lean into that structure and that makes them feel safe and more confident in doing that as well so i hope this was helpful for you today talking about the struggles of practicing during the, during the pandemic and things that hopefully will help. And also I can't wait to hear, please tell me in the comments, what struggles do you have? Maybe things I didn't touch on today. And also what things help you with practicing because we're all in this together. And so if there's comments that could, could help people and, and show them another option, I think that would be great. So please let us know in the comments. Thanks so much and we'll see you later. Bye.